Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Trucking Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. And I'm Chris Madison. It's good to be back. Aye, a brief hiatus. Nothing particularly um, notable happened in the last week or so that I can recall. <laughs> no, it's been a bit of a dull a dull couple of weeks, hasn't it? Aye, well, same old, where did same we leave old. it off? Where did I leave? You left, we left off in the car park at Iveco in Newcastle, where um, you dropped yeah. me off because you know, I dropped you off the Stralis, which seems like such a long time ago now. It does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was on a couple. It was like coming up for three weeks since I had it, two weeks since you had it. Aye, it just seems a, uh, yeah, a very long time ago, aye. Because obviously, with everything, mm. with uh, the old virus thing shutting everything down and then truck and driver getting involved with campaigns for toilets and what have you and everything, it was just. Such complete mayhem last week. It didn't really seem viable to put together a podcast, so uh, a bumper episode this week then. Credit where it's due, you did try, but my head was firmly wedged at my uh, exhaust port last week, so I would have been probably <coughs> sectioned if we'd have tried this last weekend. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't really, I wasn't really feeling it myself. To be fair, I spent the entire week arguing about, well, not arguing, uh, just dealing with horrible. Situations that drivers were put in where nobody could yeah. access toilets. Well, that went on for a week, and then it went on to showers, and it's just kind of changed every day. It's been quite surreal having to deal with all that. But uh, how how are you anyway? Since um, because you had the Stralis for a week, which um, and then Boris Johnson uh, announced the lockdown on Monday night, and nobody. The lockdown thing. Well, it, it wasn't a lockdown. You know, it didn't specifically say you cannot work. Though it's been kind of open to interpretation, which has been good in a way because it means a lot of road transport's been able to keep running. I think there was a reason yeah. why they wanted things the way that they did. Yeah, well, that, uh, that little speech on Monday night, it was about as clear as mud, to be fair. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably the biggest Boris Johnson fan you could find outside Boris Johnson's mirror. But I had no idea what he told us that night. I just sat there, watched it, and thought, well, where, where are we with this? Because that night I got a load of paper on you know, sort of cut paper wrapped on pallets for printers and schools and shops and the rest of it. And I thought, well, surely that's dropped me right into the non-essential bit. So uh, can I go to work it morning or not? So I was trying to ring people at Cobble for it for clarification as to what they thought. And at that point, they didn't. Aye, because I remember speaking to you and I was like, so what's happening? Is all the transport going to be winding down? Which would have been quite alarming. So it's still Mm. kept dripping away for you then you're still going yeah we're still going fairly strong i mean um a lot of our stuff is industrial and it's um like we supply wire to a fencing company by oh, four or five loads a day daily because obviously at this time of year they're making agricultural fencing hell for leather barbed wire by the mile mesh fencing all that so they need their raw coming in so that's keeping well, us occupied the steelworks scunny that we reload back to the key that seems to be going fairly strong at the minute um one or two of these jobs we do uh, the paper place well the paper places should i say we do a hell of a lot of paper to be right um they're starting to find that their warehouses are getting full because their end customers aren't there they're not at work you know these little little companies printers etc etc so that I think the paper job is probably going to grind to a shuddering halt because they can't mm. get it out. Then we have volume problems, and then 
it's going to get messy. Good news today, I grant you, you know, the within a week our infection levels are dropping which is brilliant in a week oh, well i'm glad that you're still going and i'm glad a lot of other guys are still going as well because there was that mm. concern sort of on that monday tuesday that everything was just going to completely yeah. grind to a halt and you if you look into what's essential transport it's actually initially like people would think oh well it's just um it's just groceries and things, but it's far, yeah. far, far broader like that. Like you say, yeah. agricultural fencing is yeah. a requirement for farmers to be able to yeah. produce food. And... and at this time of year, you know, everybody's out fencing. Everybody's, you know, getting ready for stock to go out. You know, sort of come Easter time, most of the dairy cows want to be out. Beef cows will be out. There's a lot of silage used up. There's a lot of people wanting to get out, you know. And that weather last week, that got a lot of people's enthusiasm oh. back on, on job, you see. Um, ground dried up yeah, there's a lot of drilling there's a lot of seeding going on farmers that weren't going to drill this year that were going to just leave a year and ride it out are actually now going hell for leather trying to get spring corn planted so there's a lot of corn moving about there's a lot of fertilizer moving about from the docks which you know that wasn't even thinkable a fortnight since that's, you know the ag sector's running pretty well yeah that's that's a, a good thing to know because yeah there's so much more that is needing to run that you need, wouldn't initially yeah. think that there would be because uh, I know that they're keeping construction running <clears> as well. I think London's going to end up in a different situation to the rest of the country because I heard that London was getting kept going because there's such a vast amount of labour that's um, involved in these building sites there that if if they all grind yeah. to a halt, they'll be thrown out in the street basically and they don't want to have that situation coming up. But see, I mean, a lot, a lot of guys were kept going to the supermarkets as well, oh, up until mm. up until a point. But that wasn't going to last forever with the <laughs> boom. But of course, um, I hope that the work that's available through supermarkets and things, I hope it gets spread about lots of different subbies so everybody gets a slice of it when there's not much work around. I've been expecting, you know, for the last couple of weeks, you know, diesel's tumbled, which is nice. But um, I've been expecting an email saying due to falling fuel costs etc etc our customers blah 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 would like to see some of this passed on however that's not been forthcoming just at the moment so um, as as long as we can keep running let's uh... I had uh, aggregate industries had done it today they'd already come in and said uh, right fuels it's funny how um, whenever fuel drops are really quick to drop rates and when it goes back up the rates don't go back up so quickly the last time diesel was this cheap was 2016 and we had a rate cut in 2016 I've never been back up since now where we are is pretty much where we were four years ago so it's yippee however if um, if we have a rate cut now and then we have a fairly protracted period of layoff, which is on the cards because our volumes, like I said, are, are reducing day on day. Then I am, to coin a phrase, neck deep in the doo doos. Not just eyebrow deep, where I would have been if I'd have bought that scanner last month when I was just about ready with a biro. Mm. So that's one saving grace. My my dithering for once has worked in our favour, but um, still going to be the shit because I don't think we're going to be able to get any assistance as such until June, and by June. I think we'll have been eaten, so I don't know what we're going to do. It's not as though I could pack her up in the corner, cancel the insurance for six weeks and go drive somebody else's because everybody else is in the same boat. So yeah, there's, good, there's a lot of drivers getting parked up and furloughed right. and things. And these are like experienced, skilled drivers as well. Yeah. There's nothing that is alarming. It is just as well you did not buy that scan, because, of course, that you sent me that... Um, 
document uh, later on today that said that the ULES was being pushed back at Leeds until at least January 2021. Yeah. And I would say that ULES stuff's going to be, that's going to have to be kicked into touch for the foreseeable future because you can't Aye. possibly, possibly expect so much transport. I mean, never mind tractor units, your guys who've got removal vans and yeah. stuff like that. You can't possibly now expect them to go and invest in new kit when you've already got a substantial no. amount of the industry that is very heavily leveraged no. on Euro 6 kit that they probably didn't want or no. didn't need because of it to replace prematurely. So that, uh, we can only hope there's a, there's a silver lining for your silver food. And well, let's hope so. I mean, Greta is going to be bloody spitting bullets. So um, I hope she doesn't turn up at convoy in August and give me a good kick in the Charlies. Well, anyway. well, Greta's already said that she's, she's had to self-isolate with the symptoms, eh? I've seen a few people, a couple of people on Facebook, I would say, have an aversion to work. They've already said, ah, I've, I've had to, that's me, I've had to go and <laughs> self-isolate. I think I've had the virus and everything like that. And that was before it even got really <laughs> first on with it. I'm like, hey, you don't go anywhere. <laughs> mm. I had a taste of it this weekend, because obviously I had nothing to do. Two days at home, having a taste of um, what it'll be like. Domestic I bliss. Say, I, I got a bit of a... I got a bit of a judder on by last night, you know, if we'd have had any gin, I'd have been into it last night. But, yeah. It was delightful to be back at work. I never thought I'd say that about Immingham, but it, uh, it was a pleasure to see the cranes of Immingham rising oh. out, of the, out of the mist and drizzle. Lovely. Ah. I've been fortunate in that for trucking driver, I've been able to work from home since I've been doing the magazine. So in that respect, there isn't a huge amount of difference for me. I'm set up to do this job at home. Yeah. Um, I was using the transport news offices a little bit, but we cleared them. We finished that up when we did the deadline for the last issue. And mm. now I've just been at home and I've done like 10,000 miles in the car in a couple of months. So yeah. being at home for a week wasn't really that unusual for me, apart from yeah. doing all the toilet, the toilet arguing and campaigning. Because with that, I mean, that kicked off on the Sunday after, the day after I dropped the Stralis off at you. I started getting a few messages saying, you know, we've tried to go in here, we've tried to go in there, we can't use the toilet. So I started off that um, campaign and truck and driver, which just went crazy. Yeah. And then the, RA, the RHA picked up on it. Jeremy Vine was talking about it. It went in the sun, the Guardian, Telegraph and everything. And it's something that we need to keep battering away up. I'm still getting several yeah. emails a day from people yeah. saying I can't access toilets and things. It's all very well if you're like a bloke like ourselves and it's like, oh, well, I just need a piss, I'll just go. Yeah. Parking a lay-by and going to it, but the stories that I've had have been genuinely. Some of them are heartbreaking. People with disabilities saying, handing disability cars, going, "Please, I'm desperate for the toilet." Well, no, you can't come in. Female drivers never not allowed to do anything. It, it, um, ah, it's bollocks. There was no guidance for the government, but that many companies yeah. have. Um, that many companies just said, "Oh no, you can't come in." But it's the situation's changed every day. Uh, and we've started to encounter new problems as we've gone on. It was showers last week, and we've had some notable successes. Like we got Road yeah. Chef to completely change what they were doing. I know because we jumped on them. That was really brilliant good. job. Um, that. But as everyone changes from day to day, you get drivers sharing stuff, screenshots of things, and they circulate Aye. on Facebook. And then oh. they come back to us, and we're like, "That was a week ago, and that's been sorted out now." <laughs> yeah. And people are like, yeah. "Name and shame, name and shame." And I've got, I have mm. got a list of nearly two hundred companies. But yeah. the problem is with shaming them that a lot of them have now updated their guidance Indeed. and they are now in a line drivers in. And not all yeah. the companies were genuinely bad guys. I've, I've had a lot of conversations yeah. and email with people saying, 
were sorry, we just didn't know what to do. We thought this was the yeah. safe thing to do. We, we didn't think that drivers everywhere wouldn't be able to use the toilet. We've updated guidance and let people in. Yeah, yeah. And these aren't, these aren't like horrible big corporations. I mean, there's a couple of them, yeah. you know. Some of them are, but a lot of them, so I'm a bit unwilling to go and like just tar yeah. everybody with the same brush. So <laughs> we're going to keep battering away at this because it's the thin end of the wedge. See these stinky portaloos that are sitting in people's yards? Yeah. If we don't continue to fight against this, um, and it's going to go on for months with the coronavirus, social distancing measures and everything. Those portaloos will become a permanent fixture in all these yards. And it'll yeah, become the standard thing for drivers not to come in. They will. And drivers have been considered like social lepers. They've not been allowed into premises. And, and it's really sad that that's how drivers are considered in that way. It's been a real battle. But we have a, if we've kicked back and shouted in quite a few cases and we have made some yeah. notable steps forward and we're going to, I'm going to continue doing that and a few people were like why is trucking driver not done anything about this why is it not done anything about that and I'm like because the only full time member of staff on trucking driver is me Yeah, <laughs> we don't have a team of journalists and activists on hand to go and no, no. do all that no. stuff but. well that um, you know the manager at Oldsbury when I called in last week and I, I copied you in on that as well she had been getting some right slaver as we say in these parts regarding um he, you know, here saying rest of it. Oh, the showers. What you know? There's no showers. There's no toilets. There's none of this. There's none of that. Now she, I went in expecting. Oh, here we go. But I thought I better go and just see what's what. And I went in, and she was angry. She was bloody angry. And there's a few people on her death list that have really gone to town on her on the internet. And she says they're coming in it's again. It's always, uh, it's always people on the internet. I've, had quite, I've seen quite yeah. a few. Um, yeah, quite a few people getting angry and making really unpleasant comments about yeah. things as well. Cause I tended to hold back with certain stuff like that because I was mm. like, well, I want to find out. I want to yeah. speak to them and find out what the score is because yeah. the people that are running truck stops and things are genuine. They don't know what to do. The problem is that the exactly, government yeah. never issued any guidance. And all that they said the other week, truck stops weren't included in any of it. And there were quite a few emailing me saying, yeah. Do you know what we're supposed to do? What do we do? Do we do this? Do we do that? And they've mm. kind of worked it out for themselves. That's it. That's what she over did over the past week. But I, it's all, I would say it's like definitely it's important to be nice at these mm. times. I've had people like flipping out, sending yeah. me really angry messages full of capital letters and exclamation marks about yeah. things that aren't even an issue anymore. They've been resolved and yeah. moved on. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm going in there twice a day. Both times I go into the dock, I'll go on there, I'll go in, I'll get a coffee. It's a quid for a filter coffee, I'll get one. Ant sanitizers, soap, water, good wash after the dock. Dead rate, it's worth a quid, in we go. I've dieseled up in there for the first time in Christ knows how many years. I always used to go to Jet Garage at Immingham, but Ulsby used to be too much hassle from top to bottom. And, you know, this lass, I'll give her credit, she's trying her damnedest. She's listening. She's doing her best. All the showers are immaculate. They're like hospital plastic, brand new showers. There's a full-time cleaner on there now. And he's in, after every shower, he's in with a squirt, everything. Squeegee down. It's perfect. If you're going to stay virus-free anywhere in the country, it's going to be in there. She's trying her best with the food as well, but the staffing levels have told her to work on a reduced staff. You can um, pretty much get, you know, chicken and chips, pie and chips, that sort of deal, and the usual breakfast stuff. It's all to take away. It's all served in clean plastic boxes. It's brilliant. I mean, I've not been anywhere else for the last fortnight. I've not been up to Scotland. I've not seen how it's 
how it's developed in my usual watering holes at Lockerbie and, uh, and Lesmago. I don't know how they're coping with all this, but she got a lot of grief. And at the time, it might have been warranted, but it really isn't now. So people can go in there confident they can get a bloody good shower and a good feed, and it's a safe parking environment. So I think she needs commending for what she's done. Now, she has come back. She opened that truck stop for Ricks 12, 13 years ago. She took it from day one until she left. And after she left, the standards at Ulsby did go downhill rapidly. And I've been a massive critic of Ulsby on social media for years. I've been a real pain in their ass for years. So I'm more than happy to say that they've really got this on song. And if you got this kind of thing countrywide, we need to know about it. If you've you know, if you know truck stops that are really pushing the boat out for us right up to the limits, then we need to know about that as well. Mm-hmm. They need a pat on the back because they're really flying blind as we are. It is. I mean, we had a lot of last week. We were reposting a lot of things about truck stops. Anybody was saying they were supporting drivers and things. That was yeah. really good. There was a Facebook group set up for stranded drivers, which was set up by the Truckmate UK guys at Charlie and Ruben, and mm. that's been a help to a lot of drivers for who've been stranded and can't get a hold of. Um, who couldn't get a hold of food or they didn't know yeah. where to go or what to do. And there's been a lot of random acts of kindness on that, but also a lot mm. of truck stops and cafes were able to post on it as well to say that we are open yeah. and things, which has been really important because there are an awful lot of independent places open yeah. and you should not you should not ever be in a position where you wouldn't be able to get food or you wouldn't be able to get a wash. What I discovered, though, last week was I was getting, a lot of, I was getting quite a few emails and it would quite often be from somebody's wife or something saying, my husband's been out on the road for three days, he hasn't been able to have a hot meal or a shower, he's driven into all the motorway services and he can't get anything, and I'm thinking to myself, are you not aware that there's like loads and loads of independent places on the network where you could go to? And I don't think a lot of drivers, well, no. some drivers don't have very much initiative, I think they're quite heavily rooted, even though they're yeah. tramping, they're not tramping in the truest yeah. sense of the word, that they have to work a lot out by themselves. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd, I'd pointed people a lot of directions of you know oh we've been here and I'm oh yeah, he's yeah. been stuck that he's been stuck down by Bristol and he can't get anything and I'm like well there's a truck stop at Chippenham that's been shouting yeah. from the rafters about the fact that they're open and so I've been trying to direct a lot direct a lot of people and give them some yeah. advice on that I heard one thing as well <clears throat> from a friend of a friend said, you don't need to worry about the showers being closed if you simply don't have a shower all week. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately those drivers do live amongst us uh, uh, that wasn't your mate from the Barnet Castle wagon drop off was it? it would have been uh, if, uh, if not for the fact he's in jail at the moment I think. you hope uh, aye. <laughs> well I have heard tonight on the way home when I, I left the yard that they are negotiating now to release a lot of prisoners well free... uh, you'll, be, you'll be pleased to know that if you listen back to the edit of that particular episode um, ben, our producer, kindly edited the guy's name out for me because yeah. when I listened to it back and I was like, oh, probably I shouldn't have said the guy's name, but I listened to it back and Ben had removed it from me oh, because, you know, if I'm dead, this <laughs> podcast no longer exists and he doesn't get any fees for oh. producing it. So, when it comes back to the showers as well, it's all about responsibility. It is good. A virus, no sort of germs are going to survive in an environment that is continually washed down with bleach and disinfectant. No. Um, 
and it, but it's about responsibility where everybody has to respect the facilities that they're using and that's incredibly important for drivers as well you know you can't be going into toilets and peeing everywhere and leaving leaving like a unflushed toilet pan or god knows what else that yeah for tonight so every, everybody has got a great a greater responsibility to leave facilities clean and indeed and all that sort of thing so Hopefully, may, maybe there'll be a little more camaraderie and a bit more kindness towards our fellow drivers as we come out the other side of this. You know, you never know. Can well, we hope? Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you're right. I mean, there does seem to have been a bit of a sea change currently, but then, you know, these are uncharted waters entirely, so people are just. Week one, it's all shell shock and what the hell's going on. Week two, it starts to become the norm. Week three will be the temporary norm. Week four, it'll just be week four of the norm. And, you know, all the panic will calm down. People will know where to get against us at 11 o'clock at night. And, you know, they'll just manage. Well, I can't see it. It said in Scotland, the Easter weekend, at least for the lockdown in England, it was three weeks. And I can't see it. I can't yeah. see it being lifted round about then um, I've got a daft CF because because my Easter holidays got uh, kicked into touch my romantic weekend in the north of Scotland will no longer happen I'd book, so I did what anybody would do in that situation and booked myself a daft CF for the week because it was the only thing I could get my hands on that hadn't already been in trucking driver but that's week commencing the 13th of April and I, there's no way I can see me being out in that truck now besides from anything else I wouldn't feel it was correct to go out and drive a truck for a week for somebody when there's a lot of drivers sitting about with no work to do when I already have the job on truck Aye. driver. So Aye. I mean I did that I did that one day for Asda, a week last Sunday for Pollux, which is alright. I was going out and I was like expecting problems. I was like people are gonna deny me my human rights to facilities. But everybody at Asda was really, really nice. Yeah. <laughs> they had yeah. no problems at all. Can I use your toilet? Yes, it's over there and it was immaculate. I'm the same. I haven't had a minute's bother with anybody anywhere. Not a minute. I mean, I go to Doncaster North services quite regularly for diesel because it's BP. And um, obviously it's got a lovely Greg's, or it had. It doesn't have a Greg's anymore. Mm. And because they've shut Greg's, they seem to have shut everything. You can go to the forecourt shop, but you're kind of buggered. Unless you like Twix for breakfast and a Mars bar for lunch and a high-vis vest for your tea, you're a bit buggered, mm. to be fair. Uh yeah, Costa Machine is working as it as it sees fit, but there seems to be a Costa guy with a fancy briefcase and several spanners doing things to it most days at the minute. So um, I get I guess Costa Machines yeah. have been milked dry. Costa Machines have got the reliability levels of McDonald's, McFlurry Machines, Aye. I think, or milkshake machines. Oh, McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's, which is shut as well. Everything's forbidden. Everything's closed. I mean, there's so much that's you know. Mm. Um, so much is closed down at the moment it needs to get up and running again and it depends on people being responsible there's a lot in the news about people going out for jollies because it was warm weather and everything it's quite quite frustrating because like for the first couple of months of this year all we had was torrential rain gale force winds and thunderstorms and then the minute we got told not to go out the weather was nice and warm I will, you know the first week when all this lockdown was mooted everybody came up this way Obviously, I live on. I'm half a mile on the edge of the Peak District National Park sign, so we get flattened in summer anyway. We get bikers, we get walkers, we get everybody up here because you've got 
Um, I've got Woodhead Pass up, up Yom. We've got, you know, we've got Lancashire Border at the top of Black Hill. We've got Peak District just up there. We've got Homeforth here. So obviously they all want to go sit in Sid's Cafe and the rest of it. So Sun came out. They all came out. It was unbelievable. It was unbloody believable. Uh, it was like a lot of places had said it was the busiest they had yeah. ever seen it. The Welsh tourism guy saying oh, yeah. August bank holiday, not, never seen anything like it. And people just went out everywhere. And that's what event. That's what promoted. That's what provoked this mm. lockdown thing because they said because nobody went and heeded any of the advice at all. But it's still been the same in a lot of places where people are going to, they're driving the car a few miles to go and walk the dog. And they're like, why can't I do this? And it's like, because, well, if you get to do it, then everybody else has the right to do it. And that means you end up with hundreds of people in the same place. You know, take your punishment hard, you know, bend over, touch your toes, and it'll be short. It'll be short and sharp. It it really will. And, And this last week, as you've seen today with the statement from the government, it is working. You know, our infection rates are down today because of social distancing. It's actually bloody working. Now, that's brilliant. Everybody's, all you've seen on Facebook for weeks is, oh, we're two weeks behind Italy. Oh, we're not. You know, we're running this in, in an entirely different way. You know, Italy, bless them, they locked down when it was too late. He locked down just in time, I think. And that weekend, was the catalyst so i'm kind of glad in a way that they all went out and had one last hurrah and you know uh, well, there was, uh, wandered around dubstermers of one there was a theory that the government wanted to do it in stages as well they couldn't just tell people we're gonna mm-hmm. you need to be locked down because they needed to bring it in gradually so all the yeah. idiots got their toilet roll panic buying out the way mm-hmm. um and then they could go and bring it in sort of but it's been, it's, um, it's been quiet round here. I mean, I live in a little village called West Calder, and I've been out for a walk about sort of three miles a night for the last three nights just to get out and do something. And it hasn't been that busy. You've had local people saying, there's a lot of people walking past my house that I've never seen before. This is unacceptable. And I'm like, people don't have anything else to do, you know? It's not your no, no. bit of public, <laughs> public property, but it has been eerily yeah. sort of quiet. But I needed to get out because I just... When I'm working from home, I wake up in the morning and my, my desk is in my bedroom. So I wake up and pick up my phone and see what toilet-related problems I've got to deal with in the morning. Who's been? Yeah, it's um, been apparent for a couple of days that you needed to get out, fella. Trust me. It's been apparent. Yeah, yeah well, if, you're on my, if you're on my Facebook page and your Twitter, you will see that I was, I've been dressing up as my alter ego as I was. Um, who was I? Oh, yes, I was, I was, a, I was a 1990s Heart of Midlothian goalkeeper. And then tonight I was um, the bandit from Smokey and the Bandit, and quite a convincing one, I think. Let's see how many it was. Yeah, you already, you already, Russell Oliver, you already accused me of looking like Bullet Baxter from Grange Hill the other day. (laughs) Yeah, bless him. He got his, uh, he got his confidence there, didn't he? I I hope he, he, hey. People in glass, people in glass houses shouldn't be throwing stones. That's all I'm saying about that. Now I had, I bought. Back in like 1998, I bought three shirts in a pack and there was like a blue one, um, a white one and a red one. And I kept the red one because I thought that is like a red shirt, like the Bandits shirt. And I'm going to keep that shirt and I'm going to use it one day. And then 22 years later, there we go. I've got my late uncle Billy's um, cowboy hat on and my, my dealer boots and I, that's not a bad 
that's not a bad rendition at all. I don't think I had to go and um, I had to go and pre-warn my girlfriend. I had to go and text her first and explain to her I was going to do something, and I had to get it out. <laughs> I had to get it. I says, look. I says, I'm going to have to do. It. I says, I need to do something. She says, what is it? I says, I need to go and have a mustache for a couple of days. And she was like, why is that? I says, so it's my Burt Reynolds mustache, so I can dress up like Smokey and the Bandit. And she was like, well. Okay, I says I'm just warning you in case it comes as a big shock to you because obviously I can't see her. I don't know when I'm going to see her again because mm. um, of this lockdown stuff. So she was she was okay with it. I was like, just let me just let me get this out my system right now. So yeah, I've been parading about in Facebook and Twitter dressed as um, Burt Reynolds. Mm. <laughs> if only it was that easy. I just said I just said Kate. Um, just so you know, if you get anybody ring you up, I've. Um, I've just been commanded by Doogie at the magazine to dress up as a few as, different as characters. Cletus, Cletus Snow. Yeah. <clears throat> That's so. it. I need to. I need to go and barge into your house when you're sleeping, and <laughs> she'll be there with she'll be there with her curlers and shouting at me. <laughs> so, so, where right. are we then? Do you think? Man in the Nooks. I've been asked this rather too many times this week. Um, where are we with Convoy and the rescheduled date for August? Convoy Convoy hasn't had to be rescheduled because it's the 22nd and 23rd of August, yeah. which is um, my sister's wedding. So Convoy is still on, so is my sister's wedding. So I'm still not going to Convoy. My boss, Vic, was on the phone to me the other day. He says, what about, he was kind of like, and what about your sister's wedding? Kind of like, kind of hopeful that she'd cancelled it, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but she has not cancelled her wedding. I'm yeah. still going to go to Truckfest Peterborough is on the week after Convoy, and there was a bit of conversation around, is that going to be a bad thing? Because you know, and I, I said, there's, it's not going to affect. N- neither one's going to affect the other one if no. we get through a twelve week lockdown and that many things have been cancelled. By the time you get to the end of August. Convoy in the park and then truck fest are going to be like massive yeah. because so people have been deprived of it so much and there's going to be so much excitement and things for people wanting to go and do do stuff. So yeah, the bank holiday weekend in August, which is the sort of 29th, 30, 31st, that's truck fest and 22nd, 23rd's convoy. So truck fest southeast is also the week before looking at my calendar. Hmm. And Truckfest Scotland's at the start of the month. August could be insane. Yeah. Provi- provided we get uh, we get through this, there's certain things that I don't. Jumping, we're just going to jump all over the place in this podcast. Sure. Have, you, have you had any points in there? Because last week when I was out, I was at, right. I need to, when I was out driving that truck for Pollux, I went and disinfected all of us. But I was driving, and whatever reason, it was probably the, the disinfectant and the truck caught my throat a bit, so I started having like a bit of a dry cough, and yeah. I was like. That's it. It's happening, that it, and so it begins. And I've been like that every time I've like had the slightest yeah. sniff ever since. I'm like, ah, it's coming. <laughs> Aye, I've got a new poppy air freshener, um, a red one, and it. Oh, uh, nice. It's not. It's tearing my gizzard out. It's awful. It's uh, every time I'm in that bloody thing, I'm coughing like a septic old chimney sweep from Victorian London. So. By the time I've um, I've got into Sheffield in the morning and I'm I'm, I'm trying to get tipped at uh, Arsenal Middle, I should be coughing and hacking like a tramp, oh. which which cheers. Did them. you ever did you ever smoke? Did you ever used to smoke? I had a dabble years and years and years ago. I used to. Do you, do you remember Do you remember Kensett's Club? 
No. They were like proper like hard man fags. You used to read the packet on the side and they would say 14 milligrams tar and then whatever it was, nicotine. And this was like back when like, the, like they're a lot milder now, I think, but kids as were like proper, yeah, you'd have a proper like hacking bad cough yeah. off the back of those bad boys. That was a hardcore bastard. I used to smoke consulate. <laughs> no. uh, cap, cap, capstan unfiltered. My old boy used to smoke Capstan Full Strength in that orange packet he push up. And, ironically, at nearly 80, he's fitter than I am. Oh, dear. What, what was his career, anyway? He left grammar school because he... Grammar school, eh? Yeah, he got there a scholarship go. to grammar school. My granddad was ashamed of him for going to grammar school, so he wanted him to go down pit. Everybody in our family went down hey, pit. Hey, bag him. Go down uh, pit all uh, day. When that's done it, go ill they, they'll be down at pit uh, than ours. Sure, cross pit. Uh, ah. I've got well, to get me, get me bird called Kez. Ah, that's Barnes, isn't it? They're bloody southerners. Is that Barnes, like? Ah, they're southerners. We're, uh, we're known as topsiders up here. We're topsiders. We call them D-Dars, but they're like, we're not bloody D-Dars, that's Sheffield, so there's no worse insult for a Barnsley man to be called a D-Dar. But apparently, Barnsley types are called black arses. Because they all worked it pit. Worked it pit. In pit. But my old boy... The thing is about about Britain, it's got a great many regions in it which basically don't like each other. (laughs) No, no, no. There's a great many regions that don't like English. Even even vast parts of England don't like the other bit. Like, if if we got into it on an anti-English rave one night, it always seems to come out that... Why would I do that? (laughs) Rugby, usually. Uh, Scotland, Wales would like anybody, anybody to beat England. Anybody at all. Georgia. Yeah, but that's because England's got like 50 million people in it, and England's got like 3 million, and Scotland's got like 6 million. No, it's something. not that. It's because we all. It used to be all chinless wonders, didn't it, that played you? Well, all... the, the thing was, it used to be incredibly frustrating watching the rugby back in the day. Because Bill McLaren would do this commentary in the Scottish rugby, then for the English you'd have Nigel Starmer Smith, and Bill McLaren would be completely impartial for whatever was happening to Scotland. It didn't matter if Scotland were winning or losing, and who it was against, he was impartial. And the English commentators were basically like, "Yeah, come on, England, come and do that." And that really wasn't that wasn't an acceptable thing in the eighties and nineties, and that was what built up so much of it, like Jimmy Hill and all that. And they're like, yeah. and they're like oh my god, I, w- I started off this wanting you to win, but now I want you to lose because you're commentators, you're infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> Bill McLaren was a gem, an absolute gem. He was, they, don't, they don't make him like that anymore. When I was in my final year at Agricultural College, we had um, a posh boy with us at a PlayStation or something similar, and we had. Um, a PlayStation. You were not at agricultural college when people had yeah. PlayStations. Come we're on. A, we're a posh boy who came from uh, an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. No, 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 no. I was a late starter, a late blossomer, and we had Jonah Lomu rugby on PlayStation. And the commentary on some of these games was um, Bill McLaren. It was brilliant. It was Bill Bowman oh, and, and Bill McLaren, oh. and it was proper quotes from Bill McLaren and Doddy Weir's going down the wing like a pound of mince from a cannon and it's like, <laughs> oh the way that tackle took you'll be on ward 8 at Edinburgh General and it's like oh I thought that was a maternity ward Bill <laughs> but it was brilliant, <laughs> Bill McLaren was a gentleman, an absolute gentleman fantastic that was look a, I'll, have to go, I'll have to go and look that game up now considerable because I'm glad I'm glad that I bought myself an Xbox One for my 40th birthday in January yeah Seeing as I'm working from home now, and every evening I don't have anything to do apart from play my Xbox, really. So, 
I'm going to look up that. Uh, I'm going to look up that on YouTube and see if I can find it somewhere. Bill McLaren's it's, rugby um, commentary. Jonaloo rugby, and it's on. Um, I can't remember. It won't have been an Xbox. I think ninety-nine, two thousand, whatever terminal. Whatever games terminal we had in 99, 2000, anyway, that one. Amstrad GX 4000. Ah, it's got a bit random, this one, hasn't it? I think it needs to be, absolutely, it needs to be random. There's probably people listening to this who've just had, like, when they listen to it, they'll be like, yeah, it's just been, like, overwhelming for weeks. Yeah. And it needs to go down, it needs to go down a random tangent, yeah. Well, I think we're all... I, you, well, I mean, everybody's in the same boat. I've got, I'm, I live in houses that are four in a block. Uh, two up, two down, and I've got my neighbours next door who are coughing a lot. I just lower my voice because the, wall, the walls are very thin. Yeah. So you get to hear all human life. I wonder if they listen to good. What is that man doing? He appears to be talking to himself. There's Giggly. a good point. They probably think they probably think I'm completely insane because they can't hear your side of this conversation because I've got earphones on. So they probably think I just sit at ten o'clock at night and talk to myself and rock backwards and forwards and then dress up as Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Oh. Well. God, I, look, I looked fabulous tonight. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> we have waffled on tonight, hopefully, to lift you from the misery that is stalking all of us at the minute. If you wanted anything practical tonight and uh, informative and intelligent, you came to the wrong place. It was We're, it was pra- it was practical, informative to begin with. It just slid slowly downhill. Yep, it's keep going, keep smiling as best you can, and we will try and concoct something hopefully with a bit more positivity and structure ben <clears throat> for next week and uh, i'm yes. sorry sorry we couldn't host last weekend but i was having a nervous breakdown and it turns out that burt reynolds there was having one as well so uh, we apologize for our absence for a week and we will do requests in fact for next time if you've got anything you'd like us to do respect <laughs> that's a big 10 for good buddy i'm 10 10 on the side <laughs> Right, I'm I'm eastbound and downstairs to see where she is with this bottle of wine. Welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast, Matt Ireland. Matt, it's been a while, and since the last time you were on, uh, one or two things have changed anyway. How are you? How are you doing? Just slightly, yeah. I'm all right. I'm very good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Yeah, I mean, I've been... Last Sunday, I was out driving uh, for Pollock's doing some Asda deliveries, and then the following day, Boris Johnson did the lockdown, and obviously, while a lot of drivers being parked up and a lot of trucks being parked up, I'm not going to be out driving again for a while. I'm fortunate in that I can work from home for trucking driver, so I've been working away on the toilet campaign, trying to get drivers better facilities, and we've been in the Sun newspaper and the Guardian and some regional ones, and... um, it's going to rattle on for quite a long time, all the, the, the battle to get people facilities because everywhere is either completely banned drivers or they're forcing them to use portable toilets with um, no hand washing facilities, no running water. So this is going to rumble on. <laughs> it's incredible, really, isn't it? It is. It's the exact opposite. There's been no guidance issued by the government anywhere for them to say, you must not let drivers on your premises. And so many of these companies are... Yeah, they've just taken it upon themselves to do that. And I've got so many heartbreaking stories about, you know, people with disabilities, female drivers and who've been not been allowed to access facilities. Guys, the worst possible things you can imagine happening short of, like, crap in your pants. So it's... Um, it's just... 
Well, I mean, that question was raised this morning by my girlfriend because she's a driver as well. And that's obviously on her mind. If she happens to go somewhere and they refuse to let her use a toilet, then what does she do? I mean, being quite crude about it as a, as a man, it's fairly simple to resolve a lot of situations, but not all of them. Um, oh. You know, it's just shocking, absolutely shocking. I mean, luckily, the haulage that she's been doing and I've been doing is, is mostly agricultural and because we know the factories and there's never been an issue with using a toilet ever before. So I can't see it's going to change anytime soon, thankfully. Yeah, it seems to be. It depends where you're going and what you're doing. I mean, I've got terrible accounts from female drivers that obviously that have been like closing the curtains and using like female urinal things to go and pee in bottles in the cab or peeing. And this has just been brewing along. I, I said during the week it's been like um, a bubbling kind of resentment to to lorry drivers and transport and it's just like really come to the fore come to the fore now and it's been a long ongoing issue for years and years and years this has hasn't it and it's finally we finally got the tide finally got the tide turn with the law getting changed and now all of a sudden they just like say they seem to take upon themselves like no no you can't use the truck we want all the stuff on your truck but you can't use any sort of facility and you know with government guidelines telling us to wash our hands and keep clean this that and the other i mean how on earth are you meant to do that well, this is exactly the, the thing. And a lot of the companies that have been open this week, because the government hasn't actually said you need to stop working, it's, the, the, the advice is a bit vague in that respect. So, I mean, I had companies this week, a company that does decorative paving stones refusing drivers access to their toilets. And I'm like, well, why are you even open? <laughs> you know, it's, you, you're, that, you're, de- you're that desperate to stay open, which I can understand in a lot of positions or company. I can understand why people would want to stay open. But if you're wanting to be open, you're clearly not that concerned about the virus, but you're that concerned about it that you wouldn't allow drivers onto your premises. Yeah, um, you're desperate to have some paving slabs that nobody's going to go out to buy because they can't actually go out of their house. Yeah, it's, everything changed. Everything changed from one day to another last week. It was, And then they started on showers. And there has been a, quite a few notable successes this week here and there where we've got things changed. Road Chef said we're closing all our showers on basis of advice from the Department for Transport, um, not thinking that this was quite a hot issue, I think. So we jumped on it, contacted the DFT, who were like, oh, we don't know anything about that. And then they, they turned around and said, you can have free parking. Um, we're going to reduce the price of parking once we've reopened our showers and we're providing microwaves and things for drivers to, to heat food. So if you do shout and you do kind of stand together, we are getting places, and the RHA, who you know aren't very popular with drivers, um, have been working away in the background with quite a few things. It's difficult to get government departments, huge organisations like the DFT and the HSE to move quickly on things, but we're hoping there needs to be stronger guidance come out next week because HSE initially said what we want is for companies to do the right thing. But a lot of them have ignored that. There's companies have said, oh, you know, we're a private company, so we don't fall under the scope of the HSE or anything. It's like, well, would you like to find out whether you are or not? It's the same with, I got a statement for the traffic commissioners as well. So it's just, it's taken up the, the entire of my week. I was writing, I actually wrote a feature yesterday because it was the only time that I could get some peace and quiet to actually get my head straight to write about somebody owning a lorry and doing things normally. But, Enough of enough of that. How are you? Because you are Mr. Trans Am Trucking. Normally, you would probably be on the continent somewhere um, with some international megastar. Yeah, well, I, I usually, if this hadn't all 
happened, we would have been getting home today uh, from a little 12-day jaunt just around the UK. But However, we, we managed three days just before this all kicked off. Uh, we took some trailers from Sheffield to Glasgow, dropped them there, and then there was a dozen or so trucks staying there with them. And then they were going to double shunt the trailers to Aberdeen, and we would go up solo to pick them up and join them, take them to Ireland. But once we got it dropped in Glasgow, we got home. The next day, we started hearing whispers of it's probably going to get pulled, probably yes, no. And from like my point of view, I needed to know because if it's going to get cancelled, then I need to find some other work fairly sharpish because I, I can't afford to sit at home not working. So as soon as I got it pretty much set in stone unofficially, I started making the phone. Well, I happened to make one phone call about the upcoming summer if the summer of touring was going to be off. And that led to three days work, which turned into an entire week. And now I'm working for another chap who I work for as well. Uh, and I've got, if I want to, I've got at least a month or six weeks work uh, with him alone. I would I would probably bite his hand off for it then, considering the situation a lot of guys are in now at the moment. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky that in so much of where I live, it's very agricultural, so you just can't stop farming because you can't put the harvest off. That cannot happen. So, um, and they're so far behind as it is. I mean, the sugar beet campaign, which is what I last spoke to you, we were on, incredibly, that's still just about going on. There's sugar beets still going into Newark. It's, that's the longest I've ever known it. I mean, it's probably happened long before, but um, to, to still have sugar beet going in at the very end of March is incredible. So there's still that, a little bit of that going on that, not that I'm doing that. Um, so they're, they're just, everyone's so far behind. Uh, what I've been doing, I've been carting uh, liquid digestate, which has come from a power, from what I can gather, and I'm no scientist, there's a power, there's several power stations, and they, I think they squeeze juice out of something like maize, and then the byproduct, which is organic, I think it's called digestate, and it's like the liquefied digestate that we're carting from the power station out to a tractor on the field that's then spreading it as a fertiliser. So There you go. Learn something new today then. Oh, that, that's good. That's good you can get, keep out and get busy because it, it was quite horrible like a couple of weeks ago when you started to see the pictures of all the event trucks. Like every, everybody that was involved in that industry were all parked up. If you're a truck photographer and you can walk from your house and do it as part of your daily exercise... Roundabout now is a time where you've got a unique opportunity to photograph combinations that you will never ever see together again after this. You'll see some strange trucks connected to supermarket trailers. Yes, you certainly will. It's a little bit like when we go to Russia and you'll see an old Tesco or Asda trailer being dragged down the road by some Kenworth at about 70 miles an hour, caked to dirt. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit like that. <laughs> and there was all sorts of last week when I was in Asda. You've got waste transfer trucks that would normally pull walking floors out and things. I wondered how many um, sets of lights have been smashed off tag axle trucks doing supermarket work. Yeah, um, I expect it'll certainly be keeping the dealerships in uh, in business, uh, repairing them all. Aye, it's strange, strange times for the industry. I was glad to see um, this week because we've got a brand new truck and driver coming on Friday uh, with the red Mercedes on the cover, and we and the meetings for our company because the coronavirus things affected every aspect. Every company's been affected by it pretty much. And of course, we don't have any events now to run, which the company would normally make expect to make a, a good profit from. But there were contingency plans this week made in case we couldn't print the magazines. 
and they couldn't be distributed. And thankfully, they thankfully they have been printed and they have been gone out to petrol stations and supermarkets and things. So I I don't have any particularly great hopes for the next issue of Trucking Driver. But I think already, you know, print's going to take a bit of a hammering. It was very, very sad to see this week that Classic Truck Magazine has been the first casualty of uh, in the transport industry in terms of print. Because uh, I used to do a lot of contributing for it as well, and you have been contributing for it. Yeah, I did a lot of stuff with my old blue phone and that, and did a lot of features for it. And yeah, I'm uh, sad, sad to see that go. But Kelsey, that publisher, I've got about three Classic Truck Magazines, I think. So... I'm hoping that classic and vintage commercials can maybe take on some of that stuff because there was a lot of... Peter Davies would write a lot of really fascinating operator uh, model profiles for trucks and classic truck and I used to really enjoy uh, reading them and a lot of the... I mean, Paul O'Callaghan that's also in Team Truck and Driver, he submits stuff to it as well, so... I shall have to see if I can find a home for some retro stuff in Truck and Driver going forward as well. Yeah, well, I've got quite a backlog of, uh, of articles plus ones in the pipeline already so uh they'll need a new home <laughs> yeah i'm gonna yes i'll try and keep that it might work out quite well actually because well we'll put this issue to bed and then the next issue i've started working on now i was giving some contemplation to how much do i want to put in this issue do, do i want to like spread my features out but i have got quite a good bit of stock of stuff so i think i think we'll be okay even if the worst case scenario this goes on for about another three months famous last words i think i have got enough feature material that we would be okay i've timed it the, the issue we're working on now is the owner driver issue oh, they must be taking a heck of a pounding at the moment yeah it's, well we've, we've already dropped two features from it i'd um two two features we're going to get one photograph this friday and one on saturday and we've just said no we can't we can't be seen to be out photographing trucks when there's a a lockdown on but i have some i have some other stuff to go into and i'll run those trucks later on so um. yeah i know uh, my friend richard who owns the f16 i can use occasionally obviously he's he's known a driver his truck is fairly new so that's still having to be paid for i spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and it, as he said uh, of all the things i could possibly have predicted to, <laughs> to give us a battering some massive pandemic was certainly not one of them i mean he's He's lucky in so much as a friend of his who shut his company at the end of last year has got him in doing something. He didn't actually say what, but he's actually got got some work because the, the vast majority of his work is conference and exhibitions and mm. he just does a little bit of general in, in between times. So all these conferences and things like that that he's involved with and his customers have said they want to run them as soon as they get the go-ahead. So we just need to ride this, this storm out and then it's just going to be It'll probably be mayhem actually because he, there's just gonna be such a, a backlog of people wanting to go out and and the public they're gonna to want to get the public back out and show confidence and stuff like that but it's just it when when is the tide gonna turn exactly i mean the, the thing with trucks i mean the finance companies and everyone have kind of said you can get payment holidays and things but it's like going to be immensely complicated um but they've got no choice really to do that you can't have everybody go bankrupt and then you get all the trucks you, you take all the trucks back in get them repossessed and then you've got nobody that's going to buy them <laughs> you just there's no other way about it the banks can the banks can afford to go and give people a holiday on the payments you know so they're gonna they're simply gonna have to and you've also got the situation where we're talking to chris uh, madison about this a lot because he's been having he's been thinking i've got to upgrade my phone to euro six 
and he's pondered it and he hasn't gone ahead and done it, which is an absolute blessing for him. But you have got a lot of guys sitting on Euro 6 trucks that maybe they, if it wasn't for all this ULES stuff coming in, they probably wouldn't have. Um, so they're leveraged on them, and I've got to think they're going to have to put they're going to have to put these ULES zones back. They're going to have to postpone them because it's just not going to be possible to put that added pressure on the industry because it's going to be quite um fra- quite fragile uh, going forward. It's, yeah, it's not certainly well. I don't think it was a wash with cash beforehand, but no. even less so in the next sort of twelve months or so at least. It is, and you said we're hoping convoy in the park was fortunate and that it's on the 22nd and 23rd of August so hopefully it might be able to go ahead and they've moved Truckfest Peterborough to the week after and a couple of folk had said oh well you know is that are they not a bit too close together and I'm thinking no by the time if we've been through all this and things have started to open up by then both those shows will be full of trucks because people will just be desperate to get out and the CV show got cancelled and then I was really looking forward to Tipex and Tankex because we had our drivers they organised for that and I had like 10 amazing trucks coming to it and we're going to walk about and do video and we're going to hopefully do podcasting from it and take all the drivers out for a few beers and yet all uh, all cancelled now till 2021. T- tell us about what have you got in stock for us that the readers could potentially be looking forward to seeing in Trucking Driver? Well, the last phone call I made was to a chap who's running a 2000 model Mercedes Actros still with over 2 million kilometres on the clock. That sounds interesting. It's gonna, It's hard to get Mercedes stuff. That Merc that's in the cover of the current issue, I've been trying to get an Actros in the cover for ages. We went to Cork in the west of Ireland to get that because there's just not there's not that many of them about. I got offered I got offered an Actros, one from Arthur Sprigg as well, because I've got an issue where I want every truck to be maximum power. But I've noticed it's in trucking in this issue, so I can't really do that. So. Right, uh, yeah, that sounds... A 2000 Actros, what mod... Is that the... That an MP1? No, I think it is the uh, certainly an early one. Um, that he did say it replaced a '98. I can't remember off the top of my head what year they actually came out. '96, I think. P P Ridge. Yeah, I think it could have been. So, but I'm pretty sure it is a mark like the MP1, definitely. So I just need to again. I need to go and photograph it, which obviously I can't do at the moment. So it's not a million miles away from me in Suffolk. So that's that's plausible. Also, chat chatted to a chap who's still running a 143 on well he was on containers but with the state of Felixstowe now there's no subcontractors from what I can understand working for anybody because all the big players have been laying drivers off left right and centre so why would they keep a yeah, keep owner driver on there so I heard Maritime I've got a lot of stuff parked up I did hear 100 trucks whether that's true or not that's what I heard allegedly um, wouldn't surprise me because they have got an awful lot so yeah, so yeah, there's Mister. Yeah, that's the thing. So you've got the one four three owner driver thing. I've got the HC Wilson thing that you sent me as well. What was that? They've still got a one one four one that's restored in the shed um, with a lot of history to it. That's a fantastic tool. So that goes out occasionally to shows and galas and things like that. They bought that brand new many many years ago. So one one owner from new. Um, I'm also trying to write a piece on. They had quite a unique Turberg many years ago uh that was a tug no it's a wagon and drag right with, had an f7 high roof cab which must have been a conversion i have got the magazine it it appeared in truck magazine in december 1984 because i've got the magazine in wow. front of me for a bit of uh, more more information but it was 
it was built to carry two combine harvesters within the four meter height allowance for the Benelux countries. I see. So it's quite quite a unique piece of engineering. I believe they made two of these. One was sold somewhere on the continent, don't know where, and Wilson's have one. It wasn't being a bit of a prototype as such, it wasn't all that successful. And at the time the one four one was still running and quite often the one four one would end up bringing the turbo home on ah. its back, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but um that's the way it goes. So I don't know actually what happened to it in the end. They did say that it ended up in Holland for sale. If you, if anyone who's done Europe knows, if you head out, oh, this is going to test because I've not been abroad for so long now. Uh, if you head past Eindhoven out towards Venlo, I can't think of the name, the number of the motorway, before you get to Aston Truck Stop, there's a big sort of dealership type thing on the right hand side and apparently it was sat in there for a while but how long ago that was I, I don't know so whether it's I presume it's ended up as paper clips now presumably sadly but it, yeah, it was quite a unique little piece of kit yeah that could well that could if it's got a few flecks of red paint on it could be HC Wilson red <laughs> so but they've obviously they've got quite an archive of, of old photographs and um, and the sons who've both driven it uh, know quite a lot about it um, so there's, there's quite a bit there with that one and I've even got some holiday photos from last year that I forgot about from the Azores with a few classic trucks that still run about out there which might be of interest to people as well I'm sure it will be blue skies and sunny days and blue skies mountains and, and old trucks what more could you want yeah exactly that sounds fair enough and obviously we've got we've got a we'll have a um, an update from you in the next issue for our team truck and driver with a little bit about what you've been doing that the liquid digestate, not digest, not digestives. No, not digestives, sadly. I think uh, I'd be subject to a truck jacking if I had liquid digestives on. <laughs> uh, that'll be good to get that out, to get that out there as well. How's, how's things uh, otherwise with you? Do, you? do you live by yourself? Pretty much, yeah. So, and the, the beauty of the job I'm doing is I load myself and I see, it, I don't even have to see it on the other end. I can literally open up the tanker um, for it to be emptied, so I, I can really, really self-isolate if I need to. I literally don't have to see anybody, which is great. Um, can be a bit boring talking to yourself for the whole day, so I, I, I do often see the tractor driver just for a bit of a chat uh, with, with our social distancing of a couple of metres. But yeah, that's, very, very minimal contact. That's good, yeah, because the guys going into the supermarket RDCs aren't often getting the opportunity to do that. They're still being slow with it, but yeah, I mean, I did. What did I do this year? I think I must have done about 10,000 miles in the car this year before this all kind of ground to a halt, so I'd been in the go constantly. So when I came in, I was out in that Stralis 570, and then I was in the office at East Cobride doing the magazine, and then this last week, I've been home all, I've just been home all weekend, to be honest with you, it's been, it's not been, <laughs> it's probably been a bit of a holiday for me to begin with, just because I've been on the road so much, even though I've been very busy doing the trucking driver campaigning, and all that. I've got the two cats here to keep me company, so that's that's okay. And I've got my neighbours, the four in a block as well. I can, they're all at home, and I can hear what they're up to. I can hear everything. <laughs> yeah, we might have to turn the stereo up a little bit then, perhaps. When are you back? Are you back on the road? Back tomorrow, yeah, Monday to Friday, doing the digestate again. Uh, and the driver... The driver who was going to be on the other truck is 
messaged me this morning. His mother-in-law has got possible symptoms, so he's now got to self-isolate, so he's not going to work for two weeks. So This is going to be an ongoing thing as this kind of spreads out. You're going to be losing drivers, and I have concern about how it might go through the supply chain with the way the RDCs have been um, picking things up. I, but, uh, what, what, we haven't even, I haven't even asked you what truck it is. Uh, so I've been in a 2013 Volvo FH4, which... That's a very early one. Very early ones off the production line. So incredibly, um, nobody seems to want this particular truck. I did uh, no idea why. I started the week in a Renault Premium, uh, which the guy who did have that then wanted it back to so do a cab swap with him, and I've just stayed in it. It just seems to be a bit of a spare truck. So why wouldn't you want a version before? That's a curious thing. It's not a manual or anything, is it? No, no. I mean, I. Being a manual fan, it wouldn't bother me if it yeah. was. But, I mean, you know, as I'm only a casual chap, it doesn't bother me what I drive for them. Uh, but, mm. yeah, as no one wants it, I've, I've sort of took it on for now and give it a bit of a little bit of a spruce up. Uh, but it's got, a, it's got a working, yeah, it's got a working fridge and it pulls all right. And what is that, a 460, 500? 500. That'd be nice. Wouldn't have any complaints about that. That'd, be, that'd probably be Euro 5, that as well. Uh, the very first ones were Euro 5, yeah. Um, I think to round off round off this uh, particular episode, do you think we should give a shout out to Ash Redman? Because he's, he's been having a rotten time of it, really. This is a... and, now, and now he's got severe toothache and an now abscess as well. So now, now he's got an abscess, he's, he's, yeah. yeah. And KFC is bound to be shut as well. KFC is shut, yes. He's, a, he's in a terrible time. Can't get... Yeah, Ash drives for drives a lot of driving for Fresh Link and things, and he hasn't had any luck with facilities and trying to get something to eat and anything like that. But I know he has been listening to the podcast, so we'll just say, hang in there, Ash. It should get better than should get better than this. You're doing a fantastic job. Exactly. And, I'll, and next, when he next comes down to my house, I'll promise to make him a cup of tea. Matt, thanks very much for coming on. Yes, I shall catch up with you during the week and find out how you're getting on. Cheers, Dougie. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.